I really had to like retrain myself and thinking like every little bit counts. And it's a mantra that I say like to myself every time I get overwhelmed or I feel like I want to shame myself is like one step at a time. Or you can even think it like one dollar at a time or one cent at a time if we're talking about it in, in monetary terms. Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a podcast where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. I'm Sarah Lee Kane, founder of High Fiving Dollars. And I'm Garrett Philbin, the founder of Be Awesome Not Broke. As money coaches, we want to give you a space to explore your relationship with money. The guilt, stress, exhilaration, and fear. No topic is taboo. In this episode, we chat about the benefits of giving, both in terms of time and money. We talk about why we felt that giving money seems more impactful than volunteering our time, how our happiness level changes when we do give, and how we can structure our finances to make giving a priority. We also chat about how you can be intentional about giving so that it's not based out of guilt or obligation. To find resources we shared in this episode, head over to www.beyondthedollar.co. Get ready, grab a seat, and let's go Beyond the Dollar. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Garrett. I have a question for you. What is it? Should we give? <laughs> uh, you know, the short answer is yes. Okay, now we can end the episode. Thanks, well, everyone. Guys, it was a pleasure. Uh, we'll see you next episode. Uh, go enjoy your days. <laughs> all right. In all seriousness, everybody, um, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. We don't always get this uh, cheeky, I promise. <laughs> but when we drink tequila before we record, then we definitely get cheeky. That was that was Garrett. I have a bottle of water with me right now, so um, I'm the responsible one, apparently. Eh, sometimes. <laughs> all right. All right so should we give? We have a we have a resounding yes, or at least a a yes. Why? I think what would be a really good place to start is the idea of giving. Are we talking about donating money to nonprofit? Are we talking about volunteer time? Like, what do you mean or what are we going to define giving as? Good question. Now, the podcast is called Beyond the Dollar. So I think it would definitely make sense to talk about the context of giving financially, but also beyond the dollar to talk about giving in non-financial ways, I have seen in my own life me getting hung up sometimes thinking that donating has to happen financially or that it's sometimes more important or if I'm not donating financially but I'm giving my time that I don't feel like I'm giving enough. So there's definitely some crap that I carry around there thinking that that some ways of giving have more meaning or impact than others. Is that something that you experience? Actually, tell me more about that, and then I'll tell you if I agree with you. <laughs> I don't know where I got this script from, but I do feel that there is a greater impact in my own mind uh, around giving money versus giving time. I'm not entirely sure why. And it's funny because I did a full-time volunteer gig for two years uh, from 2009 to 2011, I lived in Portland, Oregon, volunteered at a high school. It was through a volunteer program called the LaSallian Volunteers. And so like I gave a lot and yet there are still parts of me that 
kind of discount that experience sometimes like oh yeah i did it for two years that was great but i also haven't donated as much money as i you know wanted to over this little period of time so for some reason there isn't necessarily an equivalence or i downgrade that experience of two years which is pretty impactful for others and it was impactful in my own life but i don't know maybe there's some scripts or stuff going on that i need to look into and figure out Hmm, that's really interesting i i did some degree agree with you it it was really interesting when i when i was in college all i wanted to do was teach overseas like all i want to do is make enough money to go to africa and teach at one of the ngos i thought oh man like i'm gonna change the world i'm gonna like donate money and my time and i'm gonna change these kids lives like this really kind of romantic notion of what it meant to give and I learned that giving money and time is important, but it's also just as important to do it in your own community. And kind of the conclusion I came in terms of like why it feels like to me anyways, to, to give money is more, I guess, meaningful than time is that with money, you kind of see the organization and you see what they do, like the overall picture of what they do. Whereas if you're just volunteering or you're just giving your time, you're only seeing one aspect of it. So you you see maybe part of the results of your giving, if, if that's what you're after, I guess. But if you're giving money, you feel like you contribute to the whole organization or the cause, I guess, you're trying to um, help. Hmm. Interesting point. It brought up for me what someone had said in one point of time and actually for organizations, getting money is the most important thing. And that oftentimes volunteering or allowing people to volunteer is what they do to get people excited about the organization and then hopefully eventually donate money. But it's not really that helpful for them, but it's more of a tool for them to get people excited. So I think that actually has influenced how I view giving time versus money. Um, So I think that's more geared towards like short-term volunteering, you know, where you just pop in for a day or a couple hours. So I think that statement has also impacted how I view giving time and giving money. And again, time in that like two hour blocks or one day kind of block. That's so interesting. I remember this article and I'll link it in the show notes. It was this I think she was a college student or a teacher and she went to Africa to do some short-term volunteering. And so part of the duties I think was to build uh, buildings for the, the school. Um, so I think they donated money, but they were able to help build it so they could see exactly where the money was going. But she realized that she was actually more of a hindrance to the organization or she was more of a hindrance to the community because what she realized was like, oh, we're laying bricks. Yay, we're doing something. And then all of a sudden, like at night, the locals would be the ones fixing their mistakes, which was which is interesting, you know. And But to say, like, kind of on the same vein, I don't want to deter anybody from volunteering or donating to causes. I think that if and when you do whatever in whatever capacity you have to just be really conscious of like what's the organization how are you having an impact on the community or how are you having an impact on the person that you're helping really good point and what i got from that is are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for the organization because i know personally sometimes going out and volunteering my time feels good it makes me feel good and yeah it's definitely I pick organizations to volunteer for that I care about, but 
tapping into, is this about me feeling good and getting out there? Like when you give a dollar to someone who is experiencing homelessness and you're like, yeah, I did something good today. (laughs) What really is the impact? Not to discount it, just having a conversation and engaging with someone who's being ignored all day is valuable and important. So within the context of this conversation that we're having, yes, giving in any way, shape or form, I think is good if it comes from the place of wanting to actually help others and it being more of that than um, your own interests. But you also mentioned the point of giving time and that can, if you don't feel like you have money to give, giving time first and then continuing to do that to stay engaged and support in a way that you can right then is obviously great. And then when you put in systems to be more intentional with your money and find more money that you have to give, then you can do that. But I think in the meantime, if you feel like you don't have money to give, time is an amazing thing to do. Yeah, an organization that I love and would love to support when my when my son's a little bit older in terms of volunteering is Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. One of my kind of big passions, I get very, I do get very preachy of a lot of things. This is one of those things <laughs> is giving children the chance to know that they are um, acknowledged and are loved, whether or not it's from their parents or not. And I and I think that for me. Like I want to be able to to help in that capacity in volunteering. I, I feel like in with that organization, like money's fine, but I know that I can have if I can have a direct impact on a kid's life, um, I want to do that more. And so when you give time, okay, let's so let's I guess bust a myth with time and money too. Like when you're volunteering and you're giving time, you you need to you need to be able to support yourself too, right? So let's say you work like 60 hour weeks, you can't volunteer versus I, I right now work part time so I can donate both time and money. So there's that whole, I guess, question as well. Like, what do you think about that? I do think it's pretty important to put your own oxygen mask on first before helping others. And what I heard was you speaking about it within, you know, if you don't have time or if you currently feel like you're in a position where you don't have much time, then don't try and give what you don't currently have to give because that's where burnout happens or resentment for what you're trying to do. So if you don't have a lot of time, then think about giving financially if that's something you can do and vice versa. But yeah, I completely agree that it's important to know where you can give and how and making sure that you yourself are taken care of before giving too much, I would say, because I think there is a healthy balance where you don't have to wait until the perfect moment, right? Until you have enough quote unquote time or enough money, just taking the leap to start doing something is oftentimes better than waiting for the perfect time here. And I think in giving that's important, you know, in entrepreneurship, that's really important. So don't wait for the perfect time, but also don't give so much of yourself that you will burn out. And when we talk about giving money or time, it doesn't have to be this big commitment. It could be something small. And so something that I recently did, I was at the dollar store buying a few things. And so they're running actually a back to school drive. And so for an extra dollar, you can buy a school supply item for a kid in need. And so I think I bought this kid a binder and it went to this 
um, box that's going to be given to these students. And so that, that was a dollar. That was five minutes of my time in the checkout line, and I gave. Okay. Um, very recently, somebody I know was in intensive care, so I prayed for them. That took me about five, ten minutes. I mean, they're still in my thoughts, so yes, they're in my thoughts like 24-7, but for me to just stop, get a moment of silence, and just pray for their well-being, um, that took five minutes. So it's not anything, it wasn't anything big, but I know that even the five minutes can go a long way. Because the little things add up. Doing those little things consistently, they count and they are important. And also, if you want them to lead to bigger things, then just being in that consistent habit can allow them to grow into bigger things because it helps it stay on your awareness. It helps giving, again, stay on your awareness. So I like that. That was really cool that you do that. Thank you, Garrett. (laughs) We're just going to give each other kudos over here. And in working with clients, right, I think there's a direct tie-in to I see with how clients make progress, which is if they haven't saved at all, then we don't go for saving $200 every month towards their dream vacation. It's like put $10 away this first month, then put 20, then put 20 for another couple months if that feels good. It's getting into that habit and not making it such a big, hairy, scary goal. Hairy, scary? Uh, there's some, what is that? Big, hairy, audacious goal. That's what it was. <laughs> but I just said hairy by itself. That didn't make any sense. Right? So don't make it such a big deal that it then becomes insurmountable to start, but just get in the habit by doing a little bit and then you can start building and growing from there. Yeah. I remember when I started donating a little bit here and there when I was in college, so I wasn't making a lot obviously when I was in college and I used to feel like really guilty. I'm like, man, I'm only giving like $10 and not a hundred. I used to really shame myself. And then I had to stop and be like, no, instead of spending $20 on a meal out and I may even hate it, I'm spending $20 to help a hurricane victim. And this $20 is going to go towards her medical supplies. And so I really had to like retrain myself and thinking like every little bit counts. And Something that I that I really it's a mantra that I say like to myself every time I get overwhelmed or I feel like I want to shame myself is like one step at a time, right? Or you can even think it like one dollar at a time or one cent at a time if we're talking about it in in monetary terms. What are some things that people can do to get in the habit of putting money away to donate? Because I think actually having financial structure can be really helpful for people to find the money to be able to give, to be able to get in that habit. So we kind of alluded to it a little bit with just starting small, but I wonder if there are any other tips or thoughts that you have. Yeah, so something I do is I actually save my change. So if I ever spend cash on any purchase, I have a jar in my kitchen that I just drop all the change in. And then at the end of the month, I just see how much is there. And I actually just let myself spend on whatever I want. But that could be a way to say, okay, at the end of the month, however much that is, it's going to go to some sort of charity or I'm going to pay it for the coffee shop or, you know, things like that. There are apps out there that um, round up your purchases. So they're setting aside change from every purchase that you make. And then you can take a look and see how much that is. We can link to some of those in the show notes. I 
think there's some Canadian ones if you're Canadian out there, but most of these unfortunately are US. So um, do the change jar thing if you want to. <laughs> the envelope system actually works really well for this too, um, whether physical envelopes or like virtual envelopes, if you use a budgeting tool like you need a budget. And if you combine that with the idea of pay yourself first, um, it can be really powerful. So paying yourself first means if you're going to be saving, um, make sure to save that money as the very first thing that you do. So when you get your paycheck, you put the money away toward retirement or towards your savings goals, or you could have that be your giving goals. And then you take the money that's left over and create a plan for that for the month so that you don't get to the end of the month and have spent your money on things um, and then have nothing left over for their savings goals. So just at the beginning of the month, it, you can say, all right, I'm going to put away $25 or $50 in a physical envelope or in one of these budgeting tools. And what's cool about that is then when opportunities come up, if you see something on Facebook or you're on an email list for an organization and they say, hey, we need your support, you just have the money sitting there. And that for me has been, I think, the most helpful in terms of allowing me to give. And it also just feels so easy to give because every month I just have this recurring amount that like fills because I use you need a budget. So it's a virtual envelope as part of my budgeting system. So every month, just a certain amount of money gets put into that donating virtual envelope. And sometimes I don't spend as much in a certain month. And then the following month, it's like five people ask for things online. And it's like, awesome. I can actually choose to donate to all of them and I have the money sitting there because it just rolls over if I don't spend um, the total in the previous month. And that has given me permission to donate more and it's just felt so much easier. So that's something personally for me that's really helped me flex that muscle of giving and feel like I have enough to give. That's awesome. That really is. So something I worked on, not worked on, worked with, with uh, a client of mine. She had this she she self-proclaims has a really bad Starbucks addiction but she also wanted to give and so she was really guilting herself out of not buying Starbucks but then she'll kind of relent and spend like $30 at one time and so we worked out a a system I guess you can say every time she goes she'll sort of think okay do I want to spend $5 in a latte or is $5 going to go to the Red Cross. And then she's like, okay, this is my choice that I'm making. I'm choosing to have my coffee today or I'm choosing this $5 towards the charity. And so when she has that conversation in her head, it becomes a much more powerful choice. It helped her not feel guilty if she didn't spend the $5 on the Red Cross and on a coffee. It gave her like a, like the power to choose what she wanted her money, where her wanted her money to go. And it was really interesting because because of that, that she actually had the choice and she knew she had the choice. She actually stopped going to Starbucks, which I thought was awesome. That is really cool. And it speaks to some of the different benefits of giving. And I think within that, the way you framed it is really cool because it's giving someone the power of choice and agency versus you know them just loading themselves with guilt because they feel bad for what they're doing which is just their automatic response i'm going to go to starbucks i get this but by framing it in terms of choice makes it a much more empowered decision i know that 
isn't necessarily like a direct benefit of giving. That was a more of a different mindset shift, but I'm curious to go into, let's talk about kind of the selfish benefits of giving, <laughs> you know, because that is important. We do things for our own benefit, right? So it is for others, but it also gives us something. So what are some of those benefits that we get? Gosh, I wish I could quote some sort of medical journal. I've, I know I've read articles here and there. I'll link to those in the show notes, everyone. <laughs> Giving, like when we give, it actually benefits both parties. Like it, it increases that person or that organization's happiness and it increases ours at the same time. Like I think, and I think I quote Jay Shetty all the time with my friends. Like he, he's a f- uh, former monk and he's saying like humans are actually hardwired to give. Like we cannot not give. It's, it's like in our nature to give. And I thought that when I heard that and when he said that in an interview, I was like mind blown. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, as I started thinking about like everything I, I do, like all of my actions, like how am I giving, but receiving at the same time? So like, maybe if we can shift our mindset into thinking like every time I'm giving a dollar or I'm giving my time, it's benefiting myself and the world. It's there's, there's no separation between like us, them, we, me, I could go on with parallel duos, but I'm not going to. (laughs) What I hear in that is it helps us get over the scarcity mindset or that there isn't enough or that we need more. Because if we understand that we're all connected and that in giving we receive. And so by doing that, whether it's with time, whether it's with money, whether it's just with kindness and being human to someone else in a moment when you feel stressed, or I have all owned that language. Whenever I do that, when I feel stressed and I give, it helps me relax. And it helps me remember that, oh, I'm not the center of the freaking universe. Huh. I totally was just thinking that like the whole world revolved around me. And by understanding that it's not all about me and that I give time and attention and maybe money to other people. But oftentimes it's when I feel most self-absorbed and in that scarcity mindset that if I just give kindness and stop and think even about others, that then I get like you were referencing, peace, calm, gratitude, and appreciation, which are gifts I absolutely need in those moments when I'm feeling super selfish. It's really interesting, and I'll also link this in the show notes. (laughs) Sarah's just going to put the whole internet. You should just put (laughs) www.google.com in the show notes and then be like, just search the whole internet for everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This was a study that... It was actually about actually about like spending money on in levels of happiness, and so there was I think a control group, and then there's two groups. The first group was given ten dollars to spend on themselves, and then the other group was given ten dollars, and they were I guess like I don't say subliminal, like I guess encouraging them to spend it on other people. And it was really interesting that the the group who spent the money on other people their level of satisfaction with the money they spent was like significantly higher than the uh, the, the group that spent the money only on themselves. So like if you were to buy a cup of coffee but for yourself, it's like, I don't even want to say statistics because I'm going to quote it wrong, but it was like lower than if you bought a cup, cup of coffee for someone else. Like you got more satisfaction or juice out of that $10 than if you you know bought something for yourself, which I thought was really interesting because it goes back to the point of like, humans are hardwired to give like it's in our nature to give and again it's important to have your own oxygen mask on first so 
make sure that you are good in where you are because you can also have this martyr syndrome seeing a lot of people with this where they feel like they need to give their time their energy their money to other people and it comes at the expense of themselves and then they feel resentful and that is definitely not where you want to go so they're again just reminding of that healthy balance so that too much of anything is oftentimes not a good thing yeah and Giving can be to yourself, like you can give to yourself, give time to yourself, give money to yourself. And this has become so much more prominent since I became a mom. Like my like me time, you know, go giving time to myself is so important because it's stressful. Like I work from home. I have a three-year-old. I, you know, I'm the primary caretaker. And then I'm also wanting to spend time with my husband. Like I'm being pulled in many different directions, like a lot of people. So if I don't give myself an hour a day, if I don't give, give myself an evening a week to just to go out and do something by myself, like I'm going to go ape shit. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you, you sounded for a while like you were so perfect. Have you ever gone apeshit, Sarah? Have you ever gone murder mom? <laughs> you? No. I've been severely sleep deprived and uh, yeah, not fun. Like it's not fun. And, and you probably learned from that, right? Yeah, that I did. When you get into that space, you're like, this isn't healthy for me. And that helps you see again the benefits of stepping back and taking time for yourself. Yeah. And, and taking time for yourself, giving to yourself will benefit others as well. It's that whole idea of like, we, me, you, I, like we're not separate. So yeah, given all we've talked about, Garrett, do you want to ask a wrap up question to our listeners? I would love to. For all of you BTD listeners out there, what are ways that you've been successful in finding ways to give and support causes that you care about? We'd love to hear from you. So you can tweet at us. Sarah, how do they tweet at us? You can use the hashtag beyond the dollar or you can tweet at us at beyond dollar pod. Or you can send us an email at hello at beyond the dollar dot co because we love hearing your responses and it's really cool to kind of get the hive mind from all of our listeners to hear, especially today, like how have you been successful? We can then take that and share with people um, who reach out or via email. We'll post on social media and just say, hey, here's what we heard. Right. And so be able to share that with you guys as well. So we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for a great episode, Sarah. I know we started a little sassy and fun, but we got into some serious uh, good content. And pleasure as always. Um, keep drinking. You know? <laughs> Water. <laughs> Whatever. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a week. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Dollar. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And if you can think of one awesome human who would connect with what we talked about today, we'd love you forever if you shared this episode with them. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar.